the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, praise the Lord, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the program. You're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour, and I'm your host, Sam Nicholas. I'll be with you for the next hour, taking your calls and talking about the Bible and praying for your prayer requests. So, again, thanks for joining us. We'll be here for the next hour. So get ready to call in. But before we do that, let's pray, and let's just seek the Lord. We just want the Lord to take over. Holy Spirit, you are welcome, Father. Lord, you are welcome to take over for this next hour. Of course, Lord, we want you. We need you. Lord, we're asking to be in your presence. We're asking that you would lift us up into your presence tonight, Lord, that we would know, Lord, that we would know the touch of a mighty and awesome God. Well, God, that you would provide for each and every listener. Lord, that you would answer the prayers of each and every one who calls in tonight, Lord. Lord, that there would be a special blessing for each and every person who's listening to the radio tonight. Lord, we want to experience you. We want to know you. We want to draw close to you. We want that experience of being with you, Lord. So, Holy Spirit, would you take over this next hour? Would you use this hour, Lord, to work, to move upon your people, to bless your people, Lord? I pray, Holy Spirit, that whatever you desire to do, that we would be in your presence and that you would be free to do all that you desire to do, Lord. We ask in Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, lead us, guide us into that presence of our Father in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, again, welcome to the program. You're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. I'm your host, Sam Nicholas, and I'll be with you for the next hour. We're going to be taking your calls, talking about the Bible, praying for your prayer requests. And yes, I said we're going to be taking calls tonight because we're here. We're live in studio. We'll be here for the next hour. So if you'd like to call in tonight, if you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, I invite you to call in tonight. The number is 888 995 5552. That's 888 995 5552 for the live on the air calls. Yes, we're in studio tonight. Uh, if you've been listening, uh, we were, I was off for the last two weeks. Uh, couldn't make it to the radio because uh, of some things that were going on. So, but uh, we're here tonight and I'm thankful for being behind the microphone again. I'm really thankful to the Lord that he allows us to be with you every every Saturday night at midnight or Sunday morning uh, at, at 12 a.m., however you want to measure time. But we're here. We're here, and we're thankful. We're grateful for being with you, and we pray that we can be a help to you tonight, that the Lord will just use us to, to pray with you, to pray for you. So if you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, call in tonight. The number is 888 995 5552. That's 888 995 5552 for the live on air calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, you want to stand in the gap for somebody that, 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 that you know is, is ill or in a hospital or just needs a blessing, needs a, a, a touch of the Lord, I encourage you to call in tonight. You know, the Bible tells us in Hebrews 4.14 that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, 
so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Do you have a time of need? Are you in a time of need? Do you know somebody who's in a time of need? We all know somebody who needs prayer. We've got some prayer requests already. I was making notes before the radio program began tonight of people that we need to pray for, people that have reached out to me in emails and people that I know that are suffering. We're going to pray for them just in a, in, in a few minutes. But if you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, and I said we, I, as I said, we all know somebody who needs prayer. Let's stand in that gap. Let's stand in the gap because we have a high priest. We have a great and mighty high priest who's been tested in, in every way, tempted in every way, who's, who's acquainted with our weaknesses, who's acquainted with our temptations, who's passed everything that we've passed, but he has passed without sin. He is perfect, and he is able he is able to do all things. He is able to surpass all of your needs. He knows all of your needs, and he is able and abundant to do all that is needed in your life. And we can draw near with confidence, the Bible says, to his throne of grace, that we might receive help in a time of need. So if you're in a time of need, if you need help, or you know somebody who needs help, I invite you to call in. The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552 for the live on the air calls. If you need prayer or if you know somebody who needs prayer, let's stand in the gap for that person. Let's pray for the needs of God's people. Amen? Amen. How about your prayer request? How about your, your, your Bible questions? Is there something on your mind tonight that you want to that you want to talk about? Is there a question on your mind about the Bible, about Christianity, about uh, world religions, the cults, the occult, doctrine, theology, whatever's on your mind tonight, whatever topic is is on your mind tonight, whatever's on your heart that you want to talk about, that you want to get a better understanding at? I hope you'll give us the chance to search the Bible for the answer to your question. So like I said, if you have a question about the Bible, a question about Christianity, the cults, the occult, world religions, doctrine, theology, whatever, whatever's on your mind tonight. Maybe you were listening to a sermon. Maybe you read something in the Bible and you want to get a better understanding. Well, I encourage you. Let's look. Let's see. Let's search, for the Bible. Let's search the Bible for the answer to your question. It's 888-995-5552. That's 888-995. Five 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 two. We had a caller who was on the line. Uh, I think the name was Sandra, and we want to encourage Sandra to call back. She uh, she hung up or got disconnected, so uh, call in tonight. Call back tonight, and we'll put you right on the air. So if you've got a prayer request, if you've got a Bible question, I encourage you to call in tonight. The number is eight 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 nine nine five fifty five fifty two. That's eight 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 nine nine five. Five 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 two. We're going to pray for some prayer requests uh, before we go on to the to the uh, next phase of our program, which is some of our announcements, and then we'll get to our calls. But uh, we want to pray for Mimi. Mimi sent me a uh, a lengthy email with some prayer requests, and the Lord knows all that she needs, all that Seth and Valerie and Kylie need, and what's going on in their lives. So we want to pray for Mimi. We also want to pray for Jeremiah, who also sent me a text, uh, and he mentioned some things that need to be prayed for, so we want to pray for that. And he specifically mentioned uh, a woman by the name of Nancy. I think it's uh, Lonnie's wife, Nancy. So we want to pray for Lonnie and Nancy. We also want to pray for Jimmy Mitlow and his family, and we want to pray for Michael Nicholas, who just went through an angiogram and is recovering at home, out of the hospital, thank God. We want to pray for Diane in Portland. Uh, very, uh, uh, the doctors don't give very good reports there, but we know that the Lord is in control. And the Lord is in charge, and the Lord is able to do abundantly, exceedingly beyond what we ask for Diane. So we also want to pray for Eric Midlow, for the Lord's blessing and healing. And we want to pray for, pray for Jasmine and also baby Heather. So, Mugodad, we come before you, Lord. We ask and we seek, Lord. 
We ask and we seek for your blessing, Mughalad. We ask and we seek for your healing, Mughalad. We pray for, for, for Mimi and her needs, and we pray for Jeremiah and for Lonnie and Nancy, Lord. We pray for Jimmy Midlow, Lord, for your grace and your mercy and your peace upon him and his family. We pray, Lord, for Michael and for Diane and for Eric and Jasmine and baby Heather Mugodell. You know the needs of your people. You know the needs in their life, Lord. You know the healing that is required, that is needed, Mugodell. And I pray, Lord, that your grace and your mercy. Lord, you told Paul that your grace is sufficient for all of his needs, and I know that your grace is sufficient for our needs, for their needs, for the needs of your people. So I just pray, Lord, a grace, your grace, your mercy, your power, your healing upon each and every life. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we praise you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, Again, you're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. I'm your host, Sam Nicholas. We're live here in studio tonight, and we're ready to take your calls for your prayer requests, for your questions. Uh, but we want to remind you also, and uh, Mark, Chris, don't hang up. Oh, Mark just hung up. Guys, don't hang up. Uh, we're going to get to your calls in just a few minutes here. Uh, so, Mark, please call back. Sandra, call back. I think we're, we might be having some trouble with our phone lines tonight, but be patient, and we'll get you through and we'll get you on the air. Uh, okay, well, let's give you the number again. It's 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552 for the live on-the-air calls. If you need prayer or if you have a question, I encourage you to call in. Um, what I was going to remind you is that we get together every Friday night for prayer and worship. Yes, we get together every Friday night for prayer and worship. But I encourage you to come out to L.A. Gypsy Church. We're at 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. We get together every Friday night at 8 p.m. So if you're looking for a place to worship, if you're looking for somewhere to go for prayer, if you're looking for some place to be in God's presence, and we are so desperate to be in God's presence. We are so desperate for revival. We need revival as a people, as a nation, as a church. We need God's revival. And that's what I'm seeking. I'm seeking God's revival. I'm seeking for God's revival in his church, in his people. We need that presence. We need that touch. We need the fire of the Holy Spirit again. So come on out and worship with us. Come out and be with us for prayer, for worship, for the study of God's Word. We get together every Friday night at 8 p.m. It's at 805 North 1st Avenue. That's 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. It's really easy to get to. Just take the 210 freeway into the Arcadia area. Get off at Santa Anita Avenue. Go north for one block till you get to Foothill. You'll see Foothill Boulevard make a right, go one more block to First Avenue, and make another right, and then you'll see us on the corner of Forest and First Avenue. So come on out. Be a part of, of what God is doing. Be a part of what God is doing, Mendi. We want to see revival. We want to be a people of prayer. So come out and pray with us. Come out and worship with us. Come out and study God's Word with us every Friday night at 8 p.m in the city of Arcadia. We hope to see you there. We had a question from uh, Mark. I guess he didn't, want to, he didn't want to go on the air, but he had a question. Where did the garden go after Adam and Eve left? Well, the, 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 the Bible tells us that the garden was still there. And after uh, Adam and Eve was put out, were put out of the garden, uh, God put up an angel uh, it says in Genesis, the third chapter, that uh, God, uh, let's see, what does it says? Then the Lord said, Behold, man has come, become like one of us, knowing good and evil. Uh, therefore, the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to cultivate the ground from which he was taken. So he drove the man out. And at the east of the Garden of Eden, he stationed the cherubim and the flaming sword, which turned every direction to guard the way to the tree of life. So the garden was still there, but there was a cherubim uh, guarding the entrance to the garden so that no one, so that Adam and Eve would not go back into the garden or be in the garden, that they would not take from the tree of life and eat from the tree of life. And if they would have eaten from the tree of life, they would have lived forever in a, in a, in a state of sin, fallenness. Uh, 
So God put a, a, a cherubim there to guard the entrance. But what happened to the garden? Why isn't the garden still there? Well, I believe the garden was destroyed in the flood. You know, uh, in the sixth chapter of Genesis, it says we have the story of Noah and the flood. And I believe the garden was destroyed like so many other things. And uh, how, how the, you know, in, in the flood, the earth was changed quite a bit. So the, I believe that the garden was destroyed. The Garden of Eden was no longer there after the flood. And uh, that's just my opinion. We don't have uh, biblical evidence for that, but that's what I think happened. Okay, and I hope that answers your question, Mark. If not, call back and we'll talk. The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552. And Mark has called back. And uh, let's, uh, let's talk to Mark on line three. Hi, Mark. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. You wanted to comment on the on the answer to to your question. Yes, I would like to. Uh, can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. I'd just like to share with you a thought. Okay. Um, well, it's more of a revelation, but okay. So the Lord Jesus Christ has done an amazing work. Um, he basically has defeated the enemy, set the captives free, and gave gifts to men. Essentially, he has given us everything back we have lost. It's an amazing thing to be called by his name. Those that are called by his name are the blessing in the earth. As a matter of fact, you know, the reason God allows it to rain on the just and the unjust it's because he is pleased in his sons on the earth. And it's because he has told us to love our enemies. So with all that said, I'd like to draw a little picture for you to see if this helps with my question. Mm-hmm. Maybe for your understanding. When Adam and Eve left the garden, they were carrying the seeds of the garden in them. And I know that may sound strange. Well, what do you mean by the seeds of the garden? What does that mean? Right. Of course. This is a deep question. So the question is, the trees in the garden, what did they represent? Now, that's something you have to probably answer for yourself. But for me, it's pretty easy. They represent the righteous. They represent our sons and daughters. You know, because we're all, in the Bible, uh, there is parables. And so when when you think about a parable... And you think about a tree, it's something that sons and daughters are equated to, you know, that we would be like a tree planted, you know. And so when you think about it, when they left, my friend, the garden was behind them. But amazingly, all the seeds of the garden, what the garden was created for, to cultivate and to nurture and to uphold and to establish Throughout all of the earth, that was the plan, that the seed of the woman was going to populate the entire earth. That was the plan. It never changed. Even though they had to leave the garden, that plan never changed. So in my estimation, you know, this is like one of those mysteries that the Bible says that it's for kings to search out the matter. You know what I mean? It's for God to hide a matter, but for kings to search out a matter— and so you, you fall Adam and Eve out of the garden, and amazingly, they get their little garden going. Mm-hmm. And so they, have, so they start establishing it. They have Cain and Abel. And the first thing our enemy does is come in and knock down their seed, knocks down one of their seeds and uses another one of their seeds to stop it. He did not want the plan that was created in that garden to manifest outside of that garden because he wanted complete control because he thought what he did in that place gave him a right any other place. But he was completely wrong. He was completely wrong. He never gained a right or access to us because the Lord had already came in and spoke and said before the foundations of the earth, 
I was slain. He already said that by coming in and giving the prophecy that was going to bring. Excuse me. Yeah. So, Sorry, there's traffic right where I'm at. Okay, okay. So, bring, so get to your get to your main point just for time's sake. For time's sake, I'd like to leave you with this thought. That the earth today, my friend, and all of its beauty and all of its tragedy and all of its warfare and the great things about to come upon it belongs to you and me belongs to these that sit in, in churches, belongs to these right here who pray for their enemy, who love their enemy. And all of these in this earth right now, it's amazing because God says to do good to those who spitefully use you. He says to love your enemies. Well, in, in the Old Testament, every time God did something amazing, one of our patriarchs, would raise an altar up, you know, whether it's, you know, mm-hmm. Moses or, or David or, right. and, you know, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. These guys were amazing, man. They put on, they took up the role of a priest. And, and, and the main priest, Melchizedek of the earth, he came to them. Now, the revelation I'm talking about is, Probably not an old one. I mean, probably not a new one. It's probably an old one. But Melchizedek, it's a mystery about Melchizedek. He comes up to these guys, and he acts like he's already got this amazing relationship going on with God. Not acts, but I'm meaning Mm -hmm. he comes to them, and he sits down with them, and he gives them a blessing. It's like, who is this guy? You know what I mean? But... He was, he, what he was doing was he was interceding for everyone all at once in the earth. And today, my friend, it's amazing because all the commands of Christ tell us to do the same thing. So what I'm saying is this, and I guess this is my question to everybody. Shouldn't we be doing more with the sacrifice of the Lamb than just applying it to our own sin in our own life, should we not, this is just a question, should we not right now love everybody that is filling this earth beyond their capacity to ever return that love back to us, beyond all of our, uh, all of our judgment right now, just to go ahead and set that aside and remember the command of our Lord. It says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do and stop judging them, and right now apply the blood of the Lamb for our sins against God and our sins against them, and apply the blood of the Lamb for their sins against God and their sins against us, and ask God to grant us all repentance, and literally start crying out for them, because in a moment, my friend, this life is going to be over. We're going to be standing before God, and He's going to say to us, What did you do with that gift I gave you? And among the talents he gives us, the main treasure he's ever given us is that sacrifice. And you know what? When someone else had faith for a friend, you know, that centurion, he called it great faith. He called it great faith. Why? Because it was not just faith for himself. It was faith for his friend, for his servant, who could not, you know, Mm-hmm. repay his kindness, who could not do anything but lay there in that bed and die. But here's the centurion uh, going, going against the grain, knowing that it's a Jew that he's going to, knowing that that can cause ripples in his ranks. They're there policing that nation. They're not there to fraternize. They're not there to come yeah. into alignment <coughs> with that, with that um, region. They're there to show authority, yeah. and he walks well, up to Jesus, well, Mark, and this to, man not, to completely humbles himself on the behalf of someone who is a servant in his house, mm-hmm. and so blesses the Lord by saying, I'm not even worthy for you to come under my right. roof, but just speak the just word. Just speak the words. And Mark, you know, I not to interrupt you, uh, but what I really like is what you said, is shouldn't we be doing more? 
you know uh, that's that i think that's the main crux of your of your your statement your comments tonight and i really really appreciate that 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 we should be asking our, ourselves what am i doing for christ shouldn't i be doing more can't i be doing more why aren't i doing more and let's start seeking god to start showing the world more of jesus amen amen and one way i believe to do that is to go ahead and take his sacrifice and start applying that the blood that breaks every stronghold mm-hmm. over every life right now that's in the earth i mean not leaving one out that means that you have no room in your heart for doubt right now knowing that that blood is going to do everything it's supposed to do to bring god the harvest and Amen. what you're doing is you're sanctifying the earth right now for the lord to bring down his spirit upon all flesh because this is the secret that i called for that i called with right now if you apply the blood of the lamb to the sins of every man and every woman, you're preparing the Holy Spirit to be poured out on all flesh right now. And I know there's different interpretations of that scripture, but you know what? All of us right now in the church are just knowing that God has an amazing harvest coming before He comes. And man, we need to make ourselves ready. There is an amazing harvest ready. And it says, you know, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few, and we need to be doing more. Hey, Mark, I just want to thank you for calling in tonight. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for 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 what for all that you're doing. And I pray the Lord use you to do more. Amen. God bless God you, my bless brother. God bless you in your garden. Thank God bless you. you in your family. Thank okay. you, Mark. God bless. Yep. Oh, praise the Lord. You know, the, 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 what I took away from from all that Mark was saying is, you know. Why aren't we doing more? You know, I was at a uh, a breakfast, a prayer breakfast, on uh, May the 1st. And uh, Dennis Rainey was the speaker. And he was talking about how much this church, how much the church, how much the country, how much we need revival. We need revival in the most desperate way. And we should, the only way to be, to, the only way that revival will start is when we get on our knees and we start repenting and we start praying and start asking and seeking. You know, Second Chronicles uh, 7 14 says, If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear their prayer and heal their land. We need prayer. We need to start praying. We need to be in prayer. We need to be repenting, and we need to start seeking God for his revival. We need, we need to ask God to send revival, to revive, to revive the church, to revive the country, to revive us to his ways, that we would be doing more for his glory, for his purpose, for his plan. Well, if you need prayer, again, if you know somebody who needs prayer, I encourage you to call in. The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, if you have a question about the Bible, a question about Christianity, a topic that's on your mind, I encourage you to call in. We're almost halfway through the program tonight, so call in tonight with your prayer requests. Call in tonight with your questions. The number is 888 888- Nine nine five 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 two. Let's go back to the phone lines, and we're going to talk to Chris. Hi, Chris. You're on the Jeffrey Christian Hour. How can we help tonight? Hi, Sam. Can you hear me? Okay. Uh, we can hear you, but uh, go ahead. Hi. Um, I just want to first say thank you for taking my call. And thank you, Lord Jesus, for my salvation. And I just want to say, you know. I've been having a lot of trouble lately um, with my life. Um, I suffer from a lot of mental illness. I have, um, I've been diagnosed with PTSD, anxiety, depression, and insomnia, you know, and I've been having a lot of trouble, but as I grew in my faith, uh, you know, I discovered the fruit of the Spirit, the nine parts, one fruit, and it's been helping me deal with my mental illness, but... As my life has changed, I've just been crushed by anxiety. You know, I'm, 
I'm an electrician in construction and mm-hmm. I started to run jobs and I've had a lot of work laid on my shoulders and all of a sudden I just haven't been able to perform at work. I would stand at the bottom of my ladder and look up into the ceiling at the lights I need to install or the junctions of wires I need to make up. And I would just be thinking about everything I need to do, but frozen and unable to perform the work. And then, you know, my coworker, he's just a worldly guy. I try to tell him about Jesus, but he just Mm -hmm. looks at me blankly and he's like, here, dude, just, just, just smoke weed. And, you know, I'm 33. I smoked weed a long time ago when I was a kid. And I know I live a new life. I'm, I'm made new and I left that behind me, but I, I just tried it. I, I smoked weed with him and then I went to work and it was like none of the stuff that was daunting to me, all of the anxiety, it was just gone. I was just able to focus on what I needed to do and get through my day and I tried this for a couple of weeks, but I started feeling convicted. And like, I know the Holy Spirit convicts us. I know the Bible says to be anxious for nothing. I know that it says to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God and cast our cares on Him. I know all of these things, and it just, I just felt like it helped me. And then now I'm feeling convicted, and I'm so unclear with what I want to do. And, you know, I... I would never put my salvation on the line for marijuana, you know, and I guess I'm calling for clarification that, you know, what if the weed is from God? It's allowing me to be helped and the enemy's just bringing this false conviction on me to prevent me from taking the help that I need. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I need your help in that. Well, the thing, the problem with weed is that it is a narcotic. It's addictive. It's it alters it it puts you into an altered state of mind, Chris, and you know the enemy is going to tell you, you know, do this, this will help you. Do this, this this is what you need. You know, that's what he did from the beginning with 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 Adam and Eve. He 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 got them to do something for themselves that took them away from God. God doesn't want you in an altered state of mind. The Bible tells us to be sober. To be sound, to to have a sound mind, to to and to have a sound mind means to be to live a life of discipline, and smoking weed or taking any type of narcotic is not where God wants you to be. He doesn't want you to be in an altered state of mind. He wants you to have a sober mind, a sound mind. Now, uh, now I don't I don't mean to interject. Go ahead. Uh, excuse me, and like you know, between me and God, I'm so sorry for like not being humble about this, but it's like, where is he in that moment when I'm like, have 50 million things to do and I'm frozen and I'm talking to him, you know, I pray ceaselessly, you Mm -hmm. know, and I'm talking to him and I know it says, don't be discouraged or dismayed. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. But it's like, I work for close personal friends who are my bosses who own my company and they're looking at me like, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you doing what you're supposed to do? And I don't have an answer for them. And, you know, I'm like... Yeah, well, what, you I, know, what I'm wondering is, have you been to a, a, a doctor? Have you been Have you been treated for your PTSD? Have, are, oh, man. Are you doing... Dude, I, so so when, I, when I... The way I discovered I was bipolar... I I I did two and a half years. I did two and a half years of behavioral therapy for my mm-hmm. PTSD, anxiety, and depression. I denied psychotropic drugs, and I you know basically took the therapies that were given to me, and that brought me so far. But then my relationship with Christ really, like, just I mean, you know, I don't I don't know if it says it in the Bible, but like I really feel like I was like restored to garden living when I got my relationship with Christ. I mean, it didn't matter what was wrong with me. You know, I was, I was like amazing. And then, you know, trouble came and I, I had a break, a mental break. I, I walked 18 miles. (laughs) I was like losing my mind. And I, I remember the VA hospital says, if you're having thoughts of harming yourself or others, just come here first. And I went to the VA and I did a, you know, observation, and they told me I was severely bipolar as well, and I was like, you know, wow, and they had me read 14 pages of the Mayo Clinic Mm -hmm. diagnosis, and I couldn't agree with one line, 
And that came with psychotropic medication. And they wanted to heavily medicate me with Risperdal. And then they wanted to mix Risperdal with lithium. And then it's like, God is awesome because I met someone in the midst of this who was on lithium and they were heavily enabled to communicate, to do what we're doing right now. It was, it right. was like the guy was inept and, and like, I don't want any of that. I know benzodiazepam, which is anxiety medication. It, it all dumbs you down. I know that lithium and all those other drugs heavily sedate you and affect the way that you behave and, yeah. I'm so scared of all of that. Yeah, you know, I and just, I can't, and I don't blame you for, you know, I don't blame you for not wanting to be, you know, uh, on on that kind of drugs or, or or to be incapacitated like that, and not be able to function. But you know, with bipolar, there are other ways, there are other drugs that don't uh, affect you in such a way. It's just putting, it's just finding where you need to be, being, you know, having a good doctor who's able to to prescribe the proper medication that will allow you to function as a normal human being and be able to do your work. But marijuana and, and drugs, uh, other drugs like that, are, are not the answer. But God is, and to answer your question, God is right there, Chris. He's always there. He said he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He's always close by, and he will always give you the strength, the power, the ability to do what he What's in his will for you to do? And right now, you know, he's, you're searching. You're searching for the answer. And I know you are. I can hear it in your voice. And I pray that the Lord would allow you to find his answer, the answer that he, that he desires you to have for your, for your health situation with the PTSD and the bipolar and being able to work at your job. Because I know, I know that God doesn't want you to be, on, on, on mind altering drugs, you know you're just you're just uh, uh, trading one for the other with with marijuana because it's 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 not the answer. So Father, I just pray for Chris right now, Lord. I pray your blessing upon him, Lord. Lord, I thank you for his service in the military. I thank you, Lord, for for his desire to serve his country. And I pray, Lord, your blessing and your grace and your mercy upon him, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would reveal yourself to him in a special way, Lord, that you would heal him from PTSD, that you would heal him from bipolar disease. Father, that you would give him a sound mind, Father, that you would give him a sober mind, a self-disciplined mind, Lord, Lord, that he would have self-control, Lord, that he would not desire drugs or marijuana of any kind, Lord, but that he would desire your blessing, your grace, your mercy. Father, you said that your grace is sufficient for all of our needs, for all of our for, for all of our problems, Lord. Whatever we're going through, your grace will always get us through each and every circumstance, each and every situation. So I pray a blessing upon Chris from the crown of his head, Lord, to the soles of his feet, Lord. Father, that he would think in a way, Lord, that his mind would work in a way, Lord, that is honoring to you, that is according to your will and your purpose and your plan for his life. I just pray your blessing, Father, a total and complete blessing upon Chris. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, Sam. Thank you so much. I I pray that the Lord richly blesses you as you have so blessed me right now. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you, Chris. Again, thank you for your service, my friend. Uh, Patricia called. And Patricia needs prayer. She wants healing from multiple sclerosis. And she also wants prayer because she needs to find a good Christian caregiver. So, Father, we pray for Patricia, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you would heal her from multiple sclerosis, this, this, this dreaded disease, Lord. Father, I pray that you would free her from MS, Lord. I pray that you would give her, Lord, a total and complete blessing, a total and complete healing, Father, and that you would lead someone into her life, Lord, a good Christian caregiver, Father, someone that would be able, that would be a blessing to her, someone that would do your will, that would be according to your will in her life, Father. I just pray a blessing upon Patricia in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> well, again... The number for the uh, prayer line and for your questions is 888-995-5552. That's 
995-5552 for the live on your calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, or if you have a question about the Bible, a question about Christianity, and you know, it's just on my heart right now to ask you to keep uh, Chris in prayer. Keep him in prayer. And all of our uh, service men and women who have uh, come back from war or come back from the military and are suffering with PTSD or uh, any other problems like that, uh, uh, I just pray for all of the men and women who have served this country and who are suffering right now and and, and need healing and, and, and need uh, a touch from God. So we just pray, Lord, for all of the service men and women. We pray, Lord, for everyone like Chris, Lord, who's suffering from PTSD. We pray for those, Lord, who are recovering from injuries. We pray for those who are hurt and hurting, Lord, in the hospitals. We pray, Lord, that your blessing, that your healing would be upon them, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, uh, something I wanted to mention to, to you tonight is, as you know, this is a listener uh, provided for a program. And we really need your help to stay here at KKLA, to stay on the air. So I pray that you would pray this week about helping us stay on the air. We really, really, truly could help use your help to uh, pay the bills here at KKLA and pay for the needs here. Uh, so, you know, every dollar that you send in, whatever you send in, goes directly to keep this program on the air. Uh, so if the Lord would lead you, if, you're, if you've been blessed by this program or you just feel led to, to help, keep us here at KKLA. I, I hope you'll make a check or money order out to the the Gypsy Christian Hour. That's the Gypsy Christian Hour. And you can send it into P.O. Box 93917. That's P.O. Box 93917, Pasadena, California. And the zip code is 91109. Would you pray about it this week? You know, a, a, a small offering, a large offering, whatever. The Lord puts on your heart every dollar. Uh, uh, we'll go to, to, to pay the bills here at KKLA and keep us here on the air. So I hope you'll pray about that. Uh, if you haven't got the address, don't worry. Uh, just get a pen and pencil ready, and uh, someone will give it to you before we go off the air. There'll be an announcer who comes back and gives you the, the address. So again, please pray this week about uh, helping us uh, stay on the air here at KKLA uh, according to God's will. Let's go back to the phone lines, and we're going to, uh, talk to Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help tonight? Hello. I have uh, two health problems for myself. I went through a ordeal. Uh, I'm on dialysis, and you know how they put that shunt in you mm-hmm. for the to put the needles in, right? Well, anyway, that started bleeding, and it and it that's connected to my artery. So it started bleeding into my arm, and mm-hmm. the, all the blood went into my arm. I never realized how painful it is when it goes in, not when you don't bleed out. Anyway, they did. I was in the hospital five days recently. But it's healing, but there's still a great big uh, lump on by my elbow, mm-hmm. and it's hot. There's blood. I'm going to go to the surgeon on the ninth, but I would like prayer that it, the, the blood would assimilate into my body. They had to give me about uh, four uh, doses of uh, blood afterwards because it had all, but my arm just blew up, the mm-hmm. whole thing just full of blood and, and painful, very, okay. but the Lord took care of it. I mean, is healing and taking care of it, but that it would continue to, to assimilate back into my body and not just in one area. Right. And then I, I need prayer for my sister. Her name is Ronalda, and she's having a very serious back operation, uh, I believe, on June the 4th. And, you know, it... it there's consequences to all that. And I just ask that the Lord would be with her and would, and would take her through it when there would be no, like, uh, side effects, like, you know, what could happen, like paralysis. And they're going to put, I think, uh, a cadaver bone mm-hmm. even in, that, uh, in those areas. Well, let's pray. Father, we just come before you, Lord. 
And I pray, Lord, right now for Elizabeth in her arm, Lord, that the blood would be uh, the blood would <clears throat> be absorbed back into her body, Lord. Father, that you would take any pain, any suffering away from her in the body, Lord. Lord, I just pray for her kidneys, Lord, that her kidneys would begin to function and work. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would deliver her from dialysis, Lord. I pray, Lord, your blessing, your total and complete blessing and healing upon Elizabeth right now, Lord. Father, for, for this blood to, to dissipate, for this blood to be gone, Father. And, Lord, for everything to work out well, Father, with the dialysis, Lord. And even, Lord, that her kidneys would come back online, that her kidneys would start to function, Lord. I just pray for a total and complete miracle and blessing upon Elizabeth, Father. And I pray for, for Ronaldo, Lord, for this back surgery that you're going that, that that she's going to be going through father i just pray that you would lead and guide the surgeons lord that there would be no side effects no paralysis father but everything would be done according to your will and your purpose and your plan father that there would be total and complete healing for ronaldo and for elizabeth lord i just pray your blessing upon them i pray a blessing upon their life i pray a healing upon them lord through the name of jesus who does abundantly exceedingly beyond what we ask lord i thank you and i praise you lord for the opportunity opportunity to pray for them. And I thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing and going to do in their life, Lord. I pray for Elizabeth and Ronaldo. I pray, Lord, your blessing and your healing. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. God bless you, my sister. Well, let's go back to the phone lines. But if you've got a, a question, if you've got a prayer request, if there's something you want to bring before the Lord or something you want to ask the Lord in his word, then I encourage you to call in. We've got just less than 15 minutes left in the program. The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552 for the live on air calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, if you have a question, call in. It's 888-995-5552. Let's go back to the phone lines, and we're going to talk to Brack. Is that, did I get your name right? Is it Brack or Brock? What, what? Brock. Brock. Okay, Brock. How can we help tonight? Hi. Um, yeah, I was just, I kind of had a, um, a comment about maybe the, the first caller, I think his name is Mark, and right. um, Revival. Um, I was just wondering if you've noticed a, uh, you know, a consistency in maybe conditions or if there's any commonality with uh, revivals in the past. Well, you know, Dennis Rainey was talking about revivals in the past, and he reminded us that in the 1700s there was a great revival in this country with uh, Jonathan Edwards and I believe John Wesley and people like that. <clears throat> and how uh you know some of his sermons uh were you know were 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 so received but they were received because of the fear of god you know it was it was the fear of god uh, i think of the 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 the, the sermon uh in the hands of a of an angry god i believe that uh, that that was one of jonathan uh edwards most famous uh sermons but man, if we if we go before God in a sinful state, you know the the consequences is going is eternity in hell, you know. And we need revival, you know. To we need revival in this country because in the state that we're in right now, the state that this country is, the moral decay of this country is incredible. It's ridiculous. But the, the what people are really people are applauding the killing of babies. In New York, the governor is is saying you can you can kill a, a newborn baby. Uh, it's ridiculous. But there was also a revival in the in the eighteen hundreds, a great revival, and then there was a great revival in the nineteen hundreds, in the in the nineteen seventies. I and I, we were a part of it. We were a part of the Jesus movement, and you know we need another great revival in this country because the the moral decay of this country is getting so terrible. I mean, if God doesn't judge the United States, then he owes an apology to Sodom and Gomorrah. He really does. Um, if I may comment real quick. Sure, uh, Brock. Peter uh, says that the, um, the flood and Sodom and Gomorrah act as a, a testimony to those who continue to live ungodly and under 
repentance. It, it's really interesting. Um, you know, I, you know, I was thinking about this issue of revival earlier, you know, way earlier on a different program. And, um, you know, the things that come to mind for me are really our, our, our understanding that maybe we're not right with the Lord. Um, if you look back in, uh, I believe it's, I want to say, uh, maybe Nehemiah, um, nine, chapter nine, somewhere in there, uh, what happened, they, they noticed that they were wrong. So what they did for a, you know, um, a fourth of the day, they read the law. Another fourth of the day, um, they confessed their sins, mm-hmm. right? And then another fourth, they praised God. So they, they had to realize, you know, and be convicted in their heart and be like, oh, man, I'm, you know, I'm in trouble. And then, and then they took the time to actually, you know, repent. And then they were praising God for he's gracious and merciful to forgive their sins. You know, and then in Revelation, um, you know, we have the the word of the Lord to the different churches, and it's still applicable today. If we've left left our first love, then return, right? You know, like understand the lukewarm state of our heart. Right. Or if we think we're fine and and everything's great, you know, hey, we're rich and you know we're you know living the dream, but it, it, according to who? You know, is it according to Matthew twenty five? <laughs> you know, it, serving one another, you know what I mean? Um, having that pure heart of love, or is it, you know, we think we're fine, and then the Lord says, wait a minute, no, you're you're poor, you're blind, you're naked, I mean, come on, you know, <laughs> come back to me, and I'll restore your sight, you know, yeah. I, you know I'll give you my, my clothes, my robes of righteousness, you know, and then come and buy from me gold refined in the fire. You know, so it's like we, we have to understand our state first and and, you know, you, you've got a, you know, great understanding of the um, the moral decay. But it, until people are challenged, um, you know, it's just too easy to dismiss uh, Christianity, you know, for the, the atheists and all that, you know, all their objections. You know, they, they just they really don't want to. Yeah. Um, at some point, they just don't want to believe. Right. And, but, but and, you know, it, it's our it's our holy living yeah. that, is, and, you know, standing on the word of truth yeah. to to let them know. Yeah, just just a and, couple. Uh, of... I'll, I'll confess, I'm not I'm not very uh, faithful and and um, vocal and and opposing. Well, just a couple know. of things I, I I want to commend you on is is getting back to our first love. You know, Jesus said. That I have this against you that you've fallen from you've gone you 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 you've forgotten your first love. What was the first love that brought you to Jesus? What was the first thing you experienced that that caused you to fall in love with Jesus? We need to fall in love with Jesus all over again. We really do. We need we need that experience of falling in love with Jesus all over again. And the thing about if you think you're doing okay, if you think you're 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 rich and you're fine and you're you're living the life, then you're not because nobody is nobody's okay if you think you're okay in your church if you're if you think you're fine and 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 you're you're satisfied then you're then you shouldn't be because we're never supposed to be satisfied we're always supposed to be looking to go that extra step that extra step that extra mile that 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 extra thing that we need to do for the glory of God. You know, we're never to be complacent. We're never to be satisfied. You know, if you're sitting comfortable in your pew or if you're sitting comfortable in your chair in church, you're in the wrong church because your church, your pastor, the sermons you hear in church are supposed to convict us of sin. They're supposed to make us uncomfortable. They're supposed to get us, you know, out of our comfort zone and into prayer, into seeking the Lord, into seeking what does God want to do next? You know, what is God? God, there's always a next with God. There's always the next thing with God. God is never uh, complacent. God is never sitting still. He's always at work. The, the God of heaven, our God, the God of the universe, the creator, he never slumbers or sleeps. He's always at work. He's always doing something. He's always working with his children, working with his people. So I, I, I want to encourage God's people not to be complacent, not to be comfortable, we need to get on our knees and we need to start praying and seeking the Lord for, for repentance and for revival. Those are, that's what we need in the church today. That's what we need in this country.
Amen, Brock. Amen. We need to be uh, willing to uh, share our faith, and all who desire to live a godly life will be persecuted, and the persecution that yep. face most of us is, is mild uh, until we lose that freedom of speech if we don't um, stand up, unite, and hold fast to the faith, and um, you know, stir up one another to love and good works, and uh, continue to assembling ourselves together as we see that day approaching. That's right. And Don't give up. So, Don't give up. Don't you know. give in. Persevere. Keep going. All right, man. Thanks for your call tonight. God bless. God bless. And I want to encourage you know God's people that you know he, you know uh, Brock mentioned Matthew twenty five, and you know Jesus says this world is going to get worse. This world is is on a downward spiral. It's going to get worse. You know, don't think that things are going to get better or, or you're ever going to live the perfect life. It's not going to happen. It's not in the cards. It's not in God's plan. This world is on a downward moral decay. It's on a downward spiral into moral decay. And it's just going to get worse and worse. But don't be discouraged. You should be encouraged. Because we know that the time is closer for Jesus' return. We know that the time is closer for the rapture of the church. You know, while the world is getting worse, the church should be getting better. The church should be getting more holy and more righteous. The church should be doing more. Like uh, another caller was saying, what are we doing? Are we doing more or are we doing less? The church needs to be doing more. Christians need to be doing more. Christians need to be bold about sharing their faith. We need to be bold about sharing our faith. You need to go out tomorrow. As you, you know, go to church. Be in church. Be in God's in God's house. But then when you leave God's house, when you leave the church, as you go out the door, find somebody and tell them that God loves them. There's a God in heaven who loves them. There's a God in heaven who sent his son to die on a cross to pay for their sins. You know, we live in a sinful world, and the world is getting worse and worse. But you, Christian, you should be getting more and more closer to God. You should be getting more and more holy. We all should be. Do we? No. Unfortunately, most of us don't. But we should be trying our best with the power of the Holy Spirit to increase in our worship, to increase in our love for God, to increase in our dedication to Him and His Word. I encourage you, Christian, don't be complacent. Don't be satisfied. Don't think that you're just riding the wave or you're doing okay. None of us are doing okay. We all need more of Jesus. Well, as you can hear, the music in the background is telling me I'm out of time. We're, we're coming up to that place where we need to sign off but I just want to leave you with this pray we need to be a people of prayer don't think that the only thing you can do is pray the most that you can do the best you can do is just seek God seek him for your life seek him for your ministry seek him for who you are and who he wants you to be in him we need to be a people of prayer praying at every moment being anxious to, for nothing but in all things in prayer we need to seek the Lord well I hope you enjoyed tonight's program and I hope that I'll be with you next Sunday, next Sunday morning we'll be here God willing and hopefully you'll be praying this week about, about helping us stay here on the air with KKLA don't forget to get that pen and pencil ready take down the address send in what you can help us to stay here at KKLA help us to stay on the air and hopefully, God willing, we'll be back with you next week. God bless you, and good night. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.